Have you ever encountered something you wish Jesus hadn't said? If so, is this morning's uh, passage on that list? Should there be a warning label on the gospel of Jesus Christ? Now, I want to go back and uh, kind of give us some context. Uh, if you want to flip back to Matthew 4:17, and we find here a summary of Jesus' message. Turn, change the direction of your life. The kingdom of the heavens is so close you can touch it. If there's anyone who would like a uh, second opinion uh, as to the core of Jesus' message, you can check out uh, Mark 1.15. Uh, side note for those of you who didn't pick it up uh, during the uh, video, uh, the Apostle Mark was uh, born in Libya near uh, present-day Benghazi. So back to uh, Matthew 4. Uh, moving down from uh, Matthew 4.17, through the uh, next few verses, we uh, see that Jesus is walking along the uh, shore of uh, Lake Galilee. He encounters the uh, sons of uh, Jonas, the uh, sons of Zebedee, and he invites them to follow him. So they leave their boats, they leave their families. They have just voluntarily become unemployed and homeless. They follow him around as he is preaching and teaching. He heals every disease imaginable and understandably he draws a large crowd. Jesus leaves the crowd, goes up to the uh, top of a hill, and the guys who are really serious about learning from him follow him to the uh, top of the hill. Jesus sits down and he begins telling these guys who is really fortunate, who is really well off, who is really to be envied. Now, as Pastor Fay pointed out, the folks that Jesus considers the most blessed are probably not the ones that his contemporaries considered the most blessed, probably not the ones that our contemporaries would uh, consider the most blessed. As a matter of fact, we might consider these folks that should be pitied. As we heard last week, there is a progression and internal logic to the first seven Beatitudes. We also heard the people who live like Matthew 5, 3 through 9, are swimming against the prevailing social current. They rub some folks the wrong way. And so there is an inevitable and predictable result. Which brings us to Matthew 5.10. Oh, how lucky are the persecuted. Is this nonsense? Is Jesus out of touch with reality? Now, I'm going to ask you to grant for a moment, if you're willing, that Jesus 
was an adult Jew, that he was of at least average intelligence, that he was fluent in Aramaic, and he knew how to pick his words. If you doubt that he knew how to pick his words, uh, read further in Matthew and check out some of his encounters with the uh, scribes and the uh, Pharisees. Jesus probably chose the words that he's saying here. So let's uh, define uh, some terms. The word persecuted is derived from the idea of pursued or hunted down. Imagine being a four-point on the opening day of uh, buck season. Imagine being a four-point on the final day of buck season, okay? Are, are we getting the uh, feeling here? Now, the uh, tense of the uh, verb, which is uh, translated are persecuted or have been uh, persecuted, indicates two things. Number one, the folks he's uh, talking about have already been persecuted, and number two, their uh, persecution may still be ongoing. Now, we notice that Jesus inserts a uh, qualifier here. He is not talking about just anybody and everybody who has ever been persecuted for any reason. He is specifically referring to those who have been hunted down, who have been pursued, who have a price on their head or a tag on their antlers for the sake of righteousness. So what is righteousness? Well, you can go back to uh, Pastor Faye's uh, message from uh, four weeks ago if you want an in-depth uh, treatment, but the core idea of righteousness is a strong understanding of the way things ought to be. As Eric was uh, praying for uh, some of these uh, bereaved uh, families. It's a relational word. It doesn't occur in a vacuum. There has to be at least one uh, somebody else. It's a word which demonstrates itself in action. It does things. It's not just a warm, fuzzy uh, sensation in the middle of your uh, chest. It describes the way that things ought to be between people. It describes the way that things ought to be between man and God. Now, God is always uh, holding up uh, his end consistently, us not always. It's perfectly exemplified within the uh, Holy Trinity, the uh, relationship among uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, uh, notice that the uh, pronouns that Jesus uses, those, theirs, okay, third person, plural, so at this point, there's a, a collective uh, sigh of uh, relief. You know, Andrew, Matthew, and uh, my favorite apostle, uh, James the uh, Less, uh, are all thinking, all right, Jesus is talking about somebody else. He's not talking about us. You know, it's those folks, them guys, those people over there. Now, as Pastor Faye mentioned last week, Persecution is predictable, it's inevitable, if a life looks like Matthew 5, 3 through 9. Now, Jesus says that there will be an outcome for those who've been persecuted. 
What is it? I can't hear you. Okay, there's the kingdom of God. Um, there, there will be more questions, and uh, I would like you all to uh, uh, speak up. So what does this mean? Now, the word uh, kingdom, as it's used here, does not refer to a chunk of uh, geography or a piece of uh, territory. It refers to the idea of reigning or ruling. So the kingdom is something that's uh, being ruled. Now we uh, drop back and uh, look at Matthew uh, 4.17 for uh, comparison. And Jesus has already said that the kingdom of the heavens, and yes, uh, for those of you who have it in the uh, notes in your margin, it is the plural all the way down. The uh, kingdom of the heavens is so close that you can reach out and touch it. Now, he's saying, or at least it sounds like he's saying, and I'm going to give it away. Boring history. In the ancient world, the, uh, king, the uh, heavens had four layers. Layer number four was out there where God, if you were a Jew, or the gods, if you were a pagan, lived. Layer number three referred to what we would call the universe. Layer number two referred to what we would call the atmosphere. Layer number one is the air that is touching your skin. There's an immediacy here. And so what Jesus is saying in Matthew 4.17 is that layer number four has now invaded, has now penetrated layer number one. God has come so close that, yeah, he's right there. The kingdom that Jesus is giving away, and this is where the plural is important, includes all four layers. Everything from the air touching my skin, filling my lungs, touching your skin, filling your lungs, to the uh, farthest uh, reaches of the uh, universe and beyond. Now, here comes the outrageous part. Jesus says the rule over the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Those who have been persecuted, those who are being persecuted for the uh, sake of righteousness will rule, will reign, will have authority when, as Eric was uh, praying, the kingdom of the heaven is uh, fully realized. Now, if you uh, jump back up to Matthew 5.3, that you, you see that this is not the uh, first time that uh, Jesus is extending authority over the kingdom of uh, heavens. Now then, okay, participation time coming up again. I want to hear you. Now then, who has the legitimate right to delegate authority over a kingdom? The king, thank you. Keep it up, Nick. If Jesus only thinks he's the king with the authority over the, all the uh, heavens, what are the uh, possibilities? Possibility number one, he's crazy. 
Possibility number two, he's a fraud and he's trying to suck us into uh, some sort of a uh, scam. Um, possibility number three, he's seriously uh, confused. Uh, nice guy, but he lives in a world of uh, butterflies and unicorns and the uh, world ain't that way. Or the fourth possibility, and this is the uh, troubling one, he really is the king. He has all authority over all the heavens, from the air filling my lungs, the atmosphere of the universe, and the uh, dwelling place of God. Now, uh, wasted uh, question. If uh, Jesus inhabits the uh, dwelling place of God, who is he? God, thank you. So he's, if uh, Jesus is not crazy, if he's not a fraud, if he's uh, not uh, sadly uh, seriously uh, confused, if he really is the king over everything, if he really is God, he is perfectly within his right to delegate his authority to the persecuted and the uh, poor in spirit. He is the only one who has that authority, and what he is saying here, whether I like it or not, it may sound bizarre, but he's in a position to uh, say what he uh, says and to mean it. Now, to in extending his authority to those who are persecuted and to the uh, poor in uh, spirit, Jesus does not cease to be the king. He is not abdicating here. He's delegating. What he's saying is when the kingdom of the heaven comes, you who are poor in spirit, you who've been and are being persecuted, you will reign with me. The apostle Peter was uh, one of the uh, guys who became voluntarily unemployed and uh, homeless and uh, followed Jesus up to the uh, top of the hill. Uh, we frequently uh, bash Peter. Okay, he doesn't deserve all of it. We see as uh, he's writing his letter at, uh, well, approximately uh, 65 AD, as his readers have been scattered all over the uh, Roman Empire uh, as a result of uh, persecution under this nice guy named Miro, uh, that he's saying almost exactly the uh, same words. Okay. Enough about persecution for the moment. Let's uh, flip from 1 Peter back to uh, Matthew uh, 5.11. Now, as we noted in Matthew 5.10, uh, Jesus does not delegate his authority to just anybody and everybody who's uh, been persecuted. And so there's a, a qualifier here at the end of uh, Matthew uh, 5.11. Now he's uh, talking about uh, those who've been insulted, uh, persecuted, and uh, slandered on account of me. He has the authority to do that because he is the king, he is God. By the way, uh, this, if you follow through the uh, Gospels, is the first time that Jesus uh, paints his guys into a corner. It is not going to be the last. So, Anyway, what he is uh, saying here has a uh, qualifier. Uh, now, on the uh, first point, go ahead and flip the uh, slide there, uh, Phil. Uh, 
on the uh, first point, uh, if you're in the NIV or the uh, ESV, uh, it's going to uh, say reviled rather than insulted. Reviled sounds a little bit more revolting, but uh, in the original language, insulted is, is probably the uh, better uh, version. And so we may not be able to identify with persecution, but the insulting part is something that we can uh, potentially avail, uh, identify with. Tom Hall says that people make fun of him. I was once called uh, Jesus freak. So, you know, it's like uh, insulted on account of Jesus. I, I can understand that. Again, Peter is paying attention to what uh, Jesus is uh, saying, and he tells his readers when insults happen, this is how you respond. Oh, you are so lucky when men say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. This level is more than just verbal abuse. This is slander. These are false accusations with adverse consequences attached. The word falsely means lying, plain and simple, not a shred of truth here. Where Jesus talks about all kinds of evil, what the uh, text literally means is every kind of wicked, malicious, dirty, nasty, evil thing that uh, anybody could ever uh, think up. And I cannot identify with this one. Maybe some of you can. A few weeks ago, I was having uh, coffee with uh, Caden Quinn. Caden was our uh, short-term missionary to uh, Taiwan a, a couple years ago. And he was telling me that if you come out as a Christian in Taiwan, uh, you've just uh, severed your relationships with your uh, family, severed your relationship with your friends, and possibly kissed any prospects for uh, career advancement that you may have had, goodbye. Our brothers and sisters in uh, Pakistan can identify with uh, vicious uh, slander and uh, accusations. I've never been imprisoned. I've never been accused of uh, blowing up a house and uh, killing five people. But apparently, if you come out as a uh, Christian in uh, Pakistan, if the uh, police can't uh, locate any other uh, uh, suspects, they'll, they'll just pick any Christians they uh, know of, uh, accuse them, throw them in uh, prison, because they, they know that uh, no defense attorney is going to take their case. Welcome to being a uh, Christian in uh, Pakistan. Now, Caden read earlier from the uh, end of uh, Hebrews 11. If you uh, jump back a uh, chapter to the end of uh, Hebrews 10, we see that imprisonment, confiscation were a common part of the uh, daily lives of the early Hebrew Christians, just as they continue to be a part of the lives of uh, Pakistani Christians today. Once again, Peter is paying attention he addresses the experience of slander and false accusation in his letter. He tells 
his readers live in such a way that when you are slandered, what you do is going to prove those accusations uh, totally uh, false. Uh, your accusers will need to acknowledge before God that there is not a, a shred of truth. Their accusations, they will glorify God. However, perhaps waiting for the day of visitation to do that may be just a bit late. If we go back to uh, Matthew 5.11, we notice that Jesus makes a, a couple of uh, subtle shifts. First, in Matthew 5.10, it was uh, them, those guys, over there, not you all. Now it's you all. You guys sitting right here. You guys who decided to follow me up the hill. Second, he makes it clear that the insults, the slander, and yes, even the persecution are not a matter of if, they are a matter of when. So what does Jesus uh, tell these guys to do when, not if, insults, slander, persecution start coming their way? What does he tell them to do? It's in red. Rejoice and be glad. Very good. Don't overthink it. Uh, you also notice uh, that uh, what he says here is in the imperative. It is a command. Remember that Jesus has just told you, these guys, you will be insulted, you will be slandered, you will be hunted down. Now, is it appropriate to command them to rejoice and be glad? Is it reasonable? Is Jesus once again out of touch with reality? Or is Jesus the one person who has ever walked the face of this earth who really knows what he is talking about all the time, about everything? Now, Peter thought so. By the way, three, three years after Peter wrote this uh, letter, he was uh, crucified in Rome at the uh, order of uh, Emperor Nero. So Peter not only uh, thought that uh, Jesus was uh, right on target, he was uh, willing to uh, stake his uh, life on it. Verse 12. Peter tells his uh, guys, when this happens to you, remember that you are in good company. King Jeroboam, I recognize that you have extended the borders of Israel beyond wherever they've been before. I recognize that you have led us into unprecedented uh, prosperity, but you have done this by oppressing the poor whose protector is the Yahweh of Israel. King Jeroboam, this is not right. Amos, shut up and go back to Judah where you belong.
King Jeroboam, prepare to meet the Lion of Israel. King Manasseh, you have abandoned the worship of Yahweh. You have put up altars to every pagan god on every street corner in the city of Jerusalem. This is not right. Isaiah, shut up before I have you sawed in half. You're in good company. So Jesus tells his guys that insults, false accusations, persecutions endured on his behalf will not go unrewarded. He is pushing them into a corner. Now, does he give these guys any details regarding what the great reward is going to look like? No. Great reward, that's it, no details. Yet he commands them to rejoice and be glad. Jesus is forcing his guys to make three decisions. Number one, who is the highest reigning authority? Is it Tiberius Caesar or is it Jesus? Second, is Jesus a stingy king or is he infinitely good, extravagantly generous? And third, are they sufficiently uh, convinced that they are prepared to live and likely to die based on what he says? Now here's something else that Jesus uh, said that we probably wish he hadn't. But he did. It's in the Bible. We have to deal with it. Mark's gospel was most likely the first gospel completed in the form that we have it now. As I mentioned before, Mark was uh, born in uh, Cyrene, which was in the Roman uh, province, the uh, present uh, country of uh, Libya. When uh, Mark was young, his uh, family fled Libya to Jerusalem because uh, Jews were being uh, persecuted in uh, Libya. Uh, Mark was subsequently discipled by Peter, and we know what happened to Peter. Peter gave, gave Mark the information that uh, makes up what we now have as the uh, Gospel of Mark. Mark left uh, Jerusalem and headed back to uh, North Africa. Did he ever make it uh, to Libya? If you're listening to the uh, clip, uh, they give him credit for uh, establishing the Libyan church, but we're not sure. We do know that Mark the Evangelist made it at least as far as Alexandria, Egypt, where he preached the gospel and established what was considered to be the first major church on the continent of Africa. Now, the uh, Holy Spirit moved so mightily through the uh, gospel of Mark that the church grew by leaps and bounds. The uh, pagan temples emptied out. The uh, pagan uh, priests were not happy. And uh, so they conspired to seize Mark, to tie him behind a horse, and to have him dragged through the uh, streets of Alexandria 
until his uh, corpse was uh, thoroughly uh, mutilated. As a message to anybody who was considering converting from the uh, pagan gods to this uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Fast forward to uh, 2015. Uh, some of you may uh, remember this one. Uh, in the uh, city of Sirte, Libya, uh, the Islamic State of North Africa identified uh, 21 Christian young men, 20 Libyans, one Ethiopian uh, guest worker. They seized them, they led them down to the uh, beach, they beheaded them, they uh, posted the uh, video on the internet as a warning to anyone considering turning from Islam to following Jesus Christ. Since then, uh, Christian guest workers have uh, fled Libya. Estimates of the number of Libyan Christians remain remaining in the country run from as high as 150 to as low as 20 in a country of uh, six and a half million. Okay, everybody take a deep breath. So what does that have to do with us? We here in Prineville may be insulted for coming out at, uh, as uh, Christians at school or in the workplace or in our neighborhoods or at the senior center it's unlikely that we will be falsely accused of bombing a home or a, a public building. Uh, we are certainly not being hunted down, seized, killed as a, a warning to anyone uh, considering uh, following Jesus. First, we need to be aware of what's happening to our brothers and sisters around the world. Now, we usually interpret uh, 1 Peter 5.8 as uh, referring to temptation, and that's not totally incorrect. However, if we remember that uh, Peter was writing to Christians who uh, had been uh, scattered all over the eastern half of the uh, Mediterranean on account of uh, persecutions under uh, Emperor Nero, this is the context. His readers and the readers of the epistle to the uh, Hebrews could identify because they were experiencing almost exactly the same persecutions as those in the uh, city of uh, Rome. That ain't us. Now, the uh, Roman uh, Pledge of Allegiance was very simple. Three words. Nero is Lord. Our uh, first century Christian family members did not flinch from insisting Jesus is Lord. Neither do our contemporary uh, Christian family members in places like North Korea, Somalia, Afghanistan. So we need to be aware of what's happening to them. Now, I have a confession to make. Until uh, three weeks ago when I was scheduled to uh, preach this uh, sermon, I had only a vague idea of what was going on around uh, the world to our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Here are some of the uh, resources that I uh, discovered. Open Doors uh, USA every year publishes what they call the World Watch. It's a yearly rating of the uh, 50 countries where it is most challenging to be a uh, Christian. World Watch uh, 2021 is available in print or as a uh, free download, I will tell you that uh, they will verify, number one, uh, that uh, 
you are not a robot, and number two, that uh, you have a legitimate email. Prayercast has uh, video prayers of the people for almost every country in the world from Afghanistan down to uh, Zimbabwe, including the one that you uh, saw uh, for uh, Libya. They do not object to you downloading and uh, sharing their stuff. They also have on their website three or four times a week updates from Mission News Network News. Now, if you're a uh, hardcore uh, news junkie and uh, can prove that you are not a robot, uh, you can sign on for uh, news feeds from uh, MNN. International uh, Christian Concern also has a uh, news feed and uh, for those of you who feel like the uh, prophet uh, Amos and uh, don't mind getting in King Jeroboam's uh, face, uh, they are engaged in advocating for uh, persecuted uh, Christians. Now, for those of you who prefer uh, print, Voice of the Martyrs uh, puts out a, a monthly magazine. But these are some ways that we can stay informed about what is happening in real time to our uh, brothers and sisters around the uh, world. Point number two, be here. September 26th, uh, John and Carol Ragsdale are gonna be in town. For those of you who aren't aware, John directs uh, the Ministry of Transworld Radio, broadcasting the gospel in uh, places like Central Asia, uh, the Middle East, Northern Africa, including Libya, uh, places where being identified as a Christian could result in serious consequences. Third, am I being too subtle here? Unfortunately, I couldn't get any larger than 88 font on my uh, computer. As we hear from the Ragsdales, uh, as we read the publications and the news feeds, as you watch the uh, Prayercast uh, videos, there is one thing that comes through loud and clear again and again and again and again that our brothers and sisters are asking from us, and that's prayer. Too often, I tend to think of, you know, those people in crummy places like North Korea, Afghanistan, Somalia, Libya, Pakistan, and uh, they are asking us to pray. Our brothers and sisters put their lives on the line for the uh, sake of uh, Jesus Christ and his gospel every day because they recognize that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone is the king, that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone is the way, the truth, and the life, and that Jesus Christ is infinitely good and extravagantly generous. He will not let their sufferings go unrewarded. Furthermore, Jesus Christ has already endured anything and everything that he calls them or could call us to endure. He was slandered. He was uh, falsely accused. He was sentenced on uh, charges that were uh, totally untrue. And he was hunted down, captured, and crucified. 
Now, if you're here today uh, thinking uh, this sounds uh, totally bizarre, but if Jesus really is who he says he is, I need to find out some more. Uh, come and talk with one of the uh, deacons or one of the elders after the uh, service or uh, connect with us uh, later today. Our contact information is on the back of your uh, bulletins. For those of us who have acknowledged that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, that we in and of ourselves are totally destitute, that we mourn our sins, we hunger and thirst for righteousness, and we've pledged our allegiance to him, the only true king, the only sovereign, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Today we have the opportunity to proclaim his death as we come to the table. So if you are here, if Jesus is your king to whom you have given absolute uh, allegiance, we would welcome you to come to the table Take the bread, take the cup, uh, head back to your seats, share with your family in proclaiming the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. Father, you don't always give us uh, easy stuff to uh, chew on. Uh, Lord Jesus, we uh, sometimes wish that you hadn't said what uh, you said, but we are so glad that you not only uh, said it, but you demonstrated to us that you were willing to go first. You were willing to lead us knowing that you are generous, you are gracious, and you reward those who put their faith in you. Father God, uh, we thank you for this opportunity to proclaim. We, we uh, pray for our uh, brothers and sisters who, through the uh, day, as we sit on the end of uh, August uh, 1st, who earlier today have proclaimed your death in similar ways, knowing that it could cost their lives. Father, thank you for this uh, high privilege in Jesus' name. Amen.